Welcome to Cloudlandia, Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Jackson, and I was fully welcome to Cloudlandia. I was so. How are things in the in the beaches outposts of Cloudlandia? Oh, great, great. We're having a late fall, so um, we haven't really turned to our you know our wonderful gold and red leaves yet. Yeah. So pretty. Still pretty green. It's one of the later ones uh, up north where we were at our cottage. That was all done and finished with two weeks ago. But here it uh, hasn't really set in yet. We got a lot of rain, and I'm told that when you have a very rainy summer, oftentimes the leaves take a while to turn in the fall. But things are good. And, you know, city's booming, you know, cranes everywhere big holes in the ground everywhere and uh, it's a uh, it's a city that keeps going <laughs> go up keep going mm-hmm. that's funny yeah this we are right now i'm out in my courtyard and it is perfect courtyard mm-hmm. weather right now the temperature mm-hmm. like even in the middle of the day now it's absolutely uh gorgeous mm-hmm. it's under mm-hmm. undercover and I just love having being out in the fresh air and it's quiet and what a, it's a great environment. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Lots of good thinking right here. Yeah. And we were, we made, you know, I just introduced this thought last, about a week ago and I've really moved it forward this week that, that we would now create a optional program for those who are interested in strategic coach, this is above and beyond the mm-hmm. normal thing, and it would be on the lifetime extender, lifetime extender yes. concept. And I was given a great deal of confidence by my trip with Babs, guests of Peter Diamandis, to you know have inside knowledge on about thirty scientific experiments in mm-hmm. the. Boston and New York area in August, all dealing with some aspect, you know, solving disease, rejuvenating cells, um, reactivating neurons in your brain. And I was thinking during that trip and also in the weeks coming back here uh, until just uh, a week ago, that the time has come now to take that very first concept in strategic coach, which is a lifetime extender, and to put some outside practical muscle into it and in terms of places where people can go and get tested and have undergo various types of therapies and add supplements to their mm-hmm. diet. And, and it's possible now to truly start decreasing your age rather than increasing your age. And I put this out as a possibility. And I have a sense that when we put the dates out there, which will be next week, we're just working through a uh, six-date calendar. So my Mm -hmm. thought is we would start, and in a year's time, we would have six of these meetings, four Mm -hmm. hours each. It'll all be Zoom. I'll be in Cloudland, yeah. And and the moment we have that, we're up and running. And we already have 40 individuals who have sent us their name and said, as soon as you 
you know, as soon as you say go, then. Oh, that's great. Wow. And that's what would be six meetings over the course of a year in. Yeah. And yeah. I think it would start uh, early in April and then you know, go around into 2023. It's not about medicine. It's not about technology. It's not about no. science. It's, it's about your thinking about your thinking yeah. of if these things are all available and, yes. you know, outside centers and you could take advantage of them and noticeably make yourself younger and fitter um how long would you want to live then (laughs) oh right 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 exactly (laughs) yeah 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 it's a thinking it's a you know it's really interesting because immediately we have a lot of clients in the program and you know a lot of them they're in the free zone program and Mm -hmm. they said well we you know, we can do this and we can do this and we can create a fund. We can create, and I said, no, no, yeah, right. just think, this is just thinking next. Yeah, we just want to think yeah, about this it. Won't right. be any diff- this, this won't be any different than any moment of strategic coach that you've ever been in in your life. It's about thinking, you know, and, uh, and then, and then sharing your, you know, sharing your thinking with others so that you can think even better. So, yeah. Uh, I love it, Dan. I mean, that's, it's so great to see, you know, these thoughts coming up to reality here, you know, and you think about all the tapping into the, you know, you're creating this desire in that you're Mm -hmm. the one introducing the idea of the lifetime extender. And Mm -hmm. yet there's no, and there's a whole, you know, every, the trend is really catching up with that thinking i mean now it's become mm-hmm. it, it's a real thing and there's no it just makes sense to have a strategic coach related offering for that it, it makes mm-hmm. all the sense in the world yeah mm-hmm. i like it and there's a yeah, sense and of, I, so i you know i i just very likely tested it out with some two or three of the 10 times um, you know the 10 times groups and i just said you no, know, this is a possibility. I think it has some real things going for it, but there's some things yeah. I'm not certain yet. And immediately there was an unusual amount of response that said, you know, I'd like to be involved in this. I'd like to contribute this. Yeah. And uh, then we, I took it a layer higher and I, t- I bounced it off the the uh, free zone group. Tuesday yeah, which was there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I mean, now you know, I mean, it was the the enthusiasm and the yeah. level of motivation and commitment was ten times higher. So then on Wednesday, Babs had me in the weekly EOS team meeting. These are the top people who are, you know, implementing the entrepreneurial operating system that Gino Whitman created. Yes. So, so we, we did that. So I came in and I created a new version. So I updated my presentation paper three times over the course of about six days and went around and everybody said that they just wanted to know that, you know, I said, first of all, you're going to have to look at the schedule. I said, I'm busy and you're going to have mm-hmm. to fit it in. And, you know, and could we do that? And they said, and, uh, uh, you know, our head scheduler, who's kind of like a 
you know, a six dimensional chess player. She's, she's right. Exactly. Holy cow. So many pieces. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she can figure out schedules for a whole year ahead. Then she came back to me and she said, yeah, it's a go. She said, there's no problem with it. She uh-huh. said, the fact that it's going to be four hours and not six hours makes it easier. The fact that it's Zoom makes it really easier. And she said, the, if you do it every two months, you know, that, that makes it easier. And, uh, we do that with our global virtual, the new program in the signature level, the first level of the program. We do that and we introduce that and it's gone well. We have 600 new clients from all over the world, but they don't mm-hmm. travel and they will never travel unless they say, you know, would it be okay if I made a visit to London or Toronto or Chicago or Los Angeles? Right just to get the feel of what it's like. But um, we said, sure, just let us know. But the big thing is that it's just considered virtual. So it's on the basis of the fact that program has been a year in operation and it's it's been really quite extraordinarily successful and uh, Mm -hmm. very enthusiastic thing. So I said, well, we'll try it out with this new one. So anyway... And we're making it available to anybody who's in the program. So even if you just signed up and you mm-hmm. just did your first workshop ever, you're eligible for the for this other program. And mm-hmm. if you're 30 years into the program, into coach, you're eligible. And and if you live in Celebration, Florida, you're eligible. And if you live in Da Nang, Vietnam, you're eligible. <laughs> Everyone. Mm-hmm. That's great. How long has it been since you first introduced the concept of the lifetime extender? What was the 93, 93, 1993, um, yeah. fall of 1993. I remember yeah. when I did it. Yeah. But well, you know, I mean, it was a thinking exercise, you know, and it yeah. has, it has immediate usefulness with uh thinking exercise. And, but all along people would say, well, where do I go for the best, you know, testing so I can see what my baseline is so that I can prove? And I, I was never in a position where I was very confident about that, you know. And I said, well, I can right. only tell you what we've done. Some of it's been great. Some of it not so great. But you didn't have a immediate go to, yeah, go here. They'll do the testing for you. They're really great. And, and everything else. And that's all come into existence in the last three or four years. So that's the, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's Zoom. You and I were doing Zoom, you know, for four years. But the problem was there wasn't any anybody at the other end that you okay. could turn this into a major, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. I guess Alexander Graham Bell found out when he created his first phone that you actually needed two phones. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Same with the fax machine, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, could you imagine near 1993, what was cutting edge in the longevity arena back then? I mean, when you think about now, we hadn't even decoded the genome then. No. It wasn't even uh, on the radar. Nothing. We were fairly not too far away from leeching. 
<laughs> the cutting edge of stuff. Uh, but, you know, you look at it now, and it's I mean, you didn't yeah. even have any sense of telomeres and and all that genomics and. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was uh, you know basic stuff that had come over from athletics and sports. Yeah, you know, and how you keep yourself fit, and you know, and the, there was some work in the diet area. There was. Mm-hmm. Definitely area and therapy areas like you know massage of all different kinds, stretch, yeah. stretching. There was a big thing, but it was using you know it was using things that were available in integrated ways and uh, like that, and you know, but nothing um, revolutionary, nothing. And then all of a sudden, I think the you know it's always a stack of things that happen at one time that created the breakthrough. And quite frankly, the internet was the thing that, you know, really expanded it because things which were known only to a few people could be now known to many. Yeah, no, uh, yes, right. That's what the internet did. And the other thing yeah. was there was a huge growth in various tools and electronic remedies. Uh, you know, for example, there's, and they work, there's like, body suits that you can wear now that they have muscle pulsers and you know that will you could put the body suit on and go about doing exercise and all while it's doing it's pulsating various muscle groups you know in Mm -hmm. various different areas and that started to happen and then bluetooth made it easier and and you know so it's it's a steady growth, but I think the from my standpoint it was the gene mapping itself, yeah, uh, which started. I can remember ten years ago it was Craig Venter who was the first person who you know was credited with the breakthrough, but it was like a half a billion dollars of research, the part of the government and corporations and right. uh, every, everything. And finally, they got one person's gene map. And the cost of this first gene map is just a nifty $500 million. Well, mm-hmm. we, we uh, uh, Babs and I had it done four years ago for the second for 5, time. 5,000, yeah. Actually, it was about a thousand. Actually, oh, it's not, the and first one. Now, now, now it's about three hundred. Yeah. Now it's three hundred. Yeah. that becomes a big thing, and then there's gene, genome testing, biome testing, which is which is becoming very important to your gut bacteria, and that that has about seventy percent of your immune system. Its yeah. healthiness is really determined by these gut bacteria, which have an appetite yeah. part. And thinking, and now there's all sorts of treatments for this, and all sorts of things, new things that you can uh, add to your diet, and that. Uh, I remember I went to the, the first, the first Abundance 360 I went to. I was sitting beside Gary Kaplan, you, you know Gary, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Kaplan, and we were talking about these fecal transplants, and yep. the, that was all becoming. This was probably in 2014, I think. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he was saying at the time, he had the best statement about it ever. He said, what's coming down the pike right now in, in 10, 15 years is going to make it seem like we've been throwing rocks at people to make them healthy. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I thought, man, that's just really something. I mean, you've never even thought about the idea of a fecal transplant, but that's essentially what uh, you you're transplanting new fecal you know, biome stuff that's that's going to uh, balance your uh, balance your your gut health. Mm-hmm. And so much of it, just like you said, that's what really is so determinant of things. Yeah. It, I, you, well, you had uh, a really... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was say you had a really interesting thought because with the genome, with getting all these, this access to reading your things, one of the things that people are fearful of is, oh, I'm going to find out something that I've got a, a problem. Mm-hmm. And people, I wouldn't want to know that kind of stuff. And you had the greatest insight on that. You said, well, you're going to find out. <laughs> you're going to find out at some point. And would you rather find out when it's early enough to do something about it or find yeah. out when it's too late to do something about it? You know, but just what a, what a practical, insightful, well, you are going to find out. You know, as, as, yes, I don't want to know how far behind I am in my taxes. I guarantee that you don't have to worry about this because somebody's going to do all the accounting for you and give you a phone call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to find out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Jackson, you've been a very bad boy. Can we come mm-hmm. and talk? <laughs> That's so funny. We want to put you on the right path of being. Up to date with the taxes. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just, you know what it is, Dean, and just a few insights I've had uh, being on the trip with Peter Diamandis, and uh, I thought it was the five be- the best five day intensive learning experience of my life. I mean, I mm. really, you know, I mean, just really got some context for understanding this. Just a few things. One is that there are that there's a lot of different people working on a lot of different things, and but what's emerging is an overall consensus on the part of all the scientists that we we had as presenters to us that there's just one disease now, and that disease is called aging, and it mm-hmm. just shows up in different ways. It might show up as cancer. It might show up as you know, it might show up as a viral uh, disease. It might show up as a heart disease. It might show yeah. up as cognitive decline. You know, but it's all the body declining, and aging is just the body declining. And therefore, anything you can do in any area to improve the body, if you improve it in one area of your body, it'll reinforce other parts of your body. So it's much more holistic now. The other thing is mm. a general understanding that up until now, we have not ever had a healthcare system. We've had a right. disease, we've had a, a disease management system. Okay. And, uh-huh. you know, if you have a really profitable disease, you're not really working hard for the cure. Yeah, that's true. It is true, isn't it? It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those funny things. There was a great, uh, my friend Dick, His one of his nephews was this, is this guy, Bo Burnham, who's a comedian. 
a musical comedian. And he has a song called Love Is. And he sings all these things that are like, ironically, what love is. And one of them is, he says, love is like being the owner of the company that makes rape whistles. And he says, (laughs) even though when you started the company, your intention was good trying to reduce the rate of rape. Now that uh, now you don't want to reduce it at all because if you reduce the rate of rape, they'll be equal. Because Nobody will buy the whistles. Sales. Without <laughs> rapists, who's going to buy your whistles? Yeah. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's just so like on point, you know. But that's the same thing. Without yeah, cancer, who's going to buy your who's going to buy your drug? That uh, the other big. Uh, uh, models. So I've talked about that. You know, there's just one. There's just one disease. The other thing is that we haven't had a healthcare system. We've had a disease management mm-hmm. system. Yeah. The, the third one is that the breakthroughs all seem to be in the level of getting the body itself to heal its itself. In other words, that you're mm-hmm. introducing ways of suddenly awakening and strengthening natural capabilities that the body has to heal itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, brings right up to the point that immediately there are less pharmaceuticals needed from the outside to do things. Okay. So... And there again, you can see, well, a lot of people are making a lot of money, this problem not being solved. They don't want, and they won't come out, nobody would, you know, we've got very powerful drug here that does this, but drug just holds things still. It doesn't actually make things better. Right. A lot of it's. No, killing. You know, this, the condition might not get worse, but it does get better. So there's there's huge money that's at stake here, and so these things will be fought. You know, that'll be fought. Even at every level. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know, you know, uh, you know Chip um, Mock, the same thing. Oh, yeah. The wound care. It's all about yeah. maintaining the wound status quo, not healing it. And yeah, so there's resistance at every level. Yeah, yeah, and you have to understand that 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 uh, if people have gotten used to making money just to keep things okay, then when something that comes through that's really a breakthrough that doesn't require that old okay approach, old okay, the jobs that go with it and organizations that go with it. There's a natural resistance to that. And and the fourth thing is that the fundamental breakthrough is actually because of artificial intelligence. So what I was told by people I talked to personally on the trip is that three years ago, they could do a test in their labs, you know, and let's say it would take 48 hours. And now they can do 10,000 tests, different tests, as the old one test, and they can do that in 48 hours. So 10,000 times greater productivity and get tests. Right. And each of those tests would be different. So they would be doing 10,000 different tests. 
you know, and that, that has been the fundamental breakthrough. And it, it explains how, you know, when the COVID first emerged in early 2020 and, you know, government scientists were talking and they said, you know, and they were saying how quickly now with this new enemy that we have, this new viral enemy, how long will it take to get the vaccines for it? And, you know, the estimates were two years, two and a half, three years, we would get a thing, but they were there in six months. You know, mm-hmm. they were there in six months and people were using them within nine months, you know, within nine months. So anyway, and I think it's because of the testing that what the scientists were going on is the old way things could be done, the very slow testing painstaking, but they hadn't factored in the new Mm -hmm. testing speeds. So I I think this is it, you know, that, and this is all emerging, you know, practical use, our strategic coach clients, it's all elective. If you want this stuff, you have to write the check. There's no insurance. Mm -hmm. There's no insurance for it, but all of our clients can, you know, if if they have the motivation, they, they automatically have the means. Dan, what's the breakdown now of on a percentage basis of the strategic coach membership in terms of the signature program 10 times and free zone? Right now, I think I saw the numbers at the beginning of September. We were at like, we were like 1,700 signature, 450, 10 times, and 50 in the free zone. So right. about, about 2,200. And then we had taken a drop from, we lost in total numbers probably about three or 400 during right. the COVID uh, slowdown. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, uh, what's really interesting about that, Dean, is that what we've created is this little invitation thing that if you're in the if you're in the signature program and you uh, have put a year in you've done the you've learned basic time skills you know yeah. largest check and everything like that and you would just like to come and spend a couple hours in the environment of a 10 times program and you just mm-hmm. let us know and you can come in and uh, and a lot of people are doing it so i'm getting with just my 10 times calls. I'm getting three and four for every meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say two out of three of them within about a six month period will jump to the next level. Right. Um, oh, what's noticing is that uh, the ones who are jumping the fastest are the ones who have been in the signature program the least. Uh-huh. You know? So if you have somebody who's been in the signature program for 10 years, and that they come in and they, you know, they participate in everything else. But somebody has just completed their fourth workshop in the signature program and they come in and they say, I want to join this group. And what right. I notice is that they're at a very much higher level in their entrepreneurial success uh-huh. than the long-term signature program. They're coming in yeah. and yeah, I've got one from Pakistan that I've spoken about, and he did four, jumped into 10 times. And he's already doing the type of collaboration that would put him in the Trezo program. He said, I'll do four. He said, I'll do my four 10 times programs, but, you know, you can expect me as soon as I qualify to uh, jump to the Trezo. Yeah, 
also attracting a much more successful, more talented, and much more uh, motivated, much more ambitious clients uh, coming into the first program now, especially through the digital program. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, life goes on. It sure does. I had that interesting week this week. I, you know, I mentioned I've been really paying attention to the digital demand on our, just the gravitational pull to Cloudlandia to being the dopamine, you know, gravity. And mm-hmm. I was really paying attention to that this week and making lots of efforts to observe and reduce my dopamine drip, digital oh, dopamine this was, drip. This was partially from reading the, your attention, your property. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I realized that's really the big thing is the demands on my brain attention. That's really the prize jewel is my attention has been just, there's a gravity on it now that when you're attached to the iPhone, when I'm attached to that dopamine drip that there's a lot of, you know, pull on that. And I've noticed how I've, I look at why am I, what triggers often me looking at things. So I've started when I'm looking to focus now to leave my phone in the house and sit out in the courtyard here. But I, then I would find, I wonder what time it is. And I would look at the clock and then you see there's a notification and you check that and you do you're automatically into that drip, you know? So I've started like guarding and creating an environment that sustainably allows me to stay hooked into my own, my own vibe, you know? So I wear, I never really wore my watch, you know, as much. So I started wearing my watch, which is Mm -hmm. analog and Mm -hmm. I'll sit there. And that way I know, what time it is without having to look at my watch to or my my phone oh. to see that i set i've got a you know a, a timer out here that i use separate from my phone because i do love the 50 minute focus finder so i mm-hmm. do that and i know i've got a visual uh, a visual of it so i see <laughs> Um, what's happening there. I've been doing a lot more silence. Like when I'm driving to places now, I'll have nothing, like no podcast, mm-hmm. no other output. Music. No music. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how active I'm able now to hook into my own mind and you know, the beautiful freedom and thoughts that, that go on when I've yeah. got that kind of space. Yeah, I was not saying last night, Shannon Waller and Bruce Green has, there's, you know, on the uh, beach here at 
the bleachers. There's several buildings which through leases would say it can turn into restaurants. And there's yeah. one it's you know, it's up near Coxwell. It's uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Coxwell up and down. They've gone through about different forms uh, in the twenty years, twenty five years. And there's now they've and they kind of turned it into what they're trying to present as a very high-class restaurant. And and I don't know if they've succeeded uh, except in anywhere except the prices. The prices are very high-class prices. Okay, and anyway, yeah, that's... And, yeah. And I hadn't, you know, we have a favorite restaurant here in, in the beaches, which is a neighborhood, but it's French. You know, the owner, the owner is French. And, you know, it's good food. It's very predictable food, but it's just a very comfortable kind of neighborhood restaurant. And, mm-hmm. but this one last night, that it was really a city Bay Street, you know, Bay Street area type of uh, restaurant and everything else. It has all the menu pretensions and the waitress pretensions. Oh boy! Being, being being that, but it wasn't really very good. You know, the I think my, my favorite since I've been in Toronto ever chef who created restaurants was Suter Lee. And yes, still still there. He Suter is open. He's got a thing. Pricey. Okay. Okay. So anyway, but it was just the overwhelming heartbeat music noise. That was coming through constantly. Where oh, the, the whole restaurant had to shout to be heard. And yeah. there's a science to this, you know, that it'll hurry people up. So they all free their tables up so you can do another, you can do another show. Another turn. Like that. Uh-huh. And I was saying I've been away from this, you know, I mean, I probably had, you know, adjusted myself to that type of experience, but I've been away from it for uh, a year and a half, and I was just noticing how unvaluable that experience was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, it's really, I think food has changed so much right now in terms of, I just look at our habits and we're, there's, you know, I mean, between DoorDash and, and Uber Eats and uh, Grubhub, there's, you know, it's really an Instacart with our grocery things. There's food is all on demand now here. Yeah. That's really the, that's really the way. Do you still get, does your, the caterer do your meals and stuff now that you're n- yeah. not doing the things yeah. in? Yeah. 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 So what's your situation there? No, I mean, he always has since we started using him at the office and he's got, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got a kitchen of his own, you know, that he does. And, you know, he's, it's been tough for him. He's had a tough uh, year and a half because we, you know, I mean, just coach in Toronto, we had like 12 and a half thousand meals a year for him that he could cater. And, you know, and it was regular, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, really good catering is really the best way to go if you're in the food service business, you know, because, right. you know, you don't have, you're doing it in someone else's premises and they have their own 
serving staff and, you know, things will be cleaned up by their staff and everything like that. You know, it's very predictable. You can put it in a year ahead, you know, when the dates are and you can order to food. And, you know, I mean, it's just yeah. having your own restaurant is about 10 times more complicated, you know. Having just a kitchen where you just deliver food and it's our, you know, it's all our serving where it's our silverware, it's our dishwashers and everything like that, you know. So it's good. And, you know, over the years, we've worked out really good menus and, you know, favorites that people like. And but then since he was doing that, he would just drop food off for us, you know, that simply had to be warmed up when uh, yeah. we went home went home or we could just grab stuff that was left over from lunch and right. uh, take that home. So, you know, but we just continued on when we said, you know, we're going to be here and we want our meal. So you don't have to deliver every day. You can deliver two or three days at a time. And uh, uh-huh. we've done it. Yeah. So now we'd continue down with that. That's great. I, I yeah. like that. That's a good. And he's yeah. got really good food. He's got really good suppliers. You know, good meats. Good. His fish is great. You know, vegetables yeah. are great. Everything's nice and fresh. And uh-huh. so you know, and so 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 yeah, it was good. And but what I've noticed is that things have gone cash because of COVID. And yeah. that, this restaurant last night was demanding a little more formality than I was willing to put out, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. People were not, I think that might be over, you know. It's a really, because I don't think the generations coming behind us are interested in the formalities. Well, the other thing, Dean, I, I think that status society, which was the rule when I came to Toronto 50 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. There was an establishment in Toronto and, uh, you know, and everybody dressed up and everywhere you saw people were dressed up. And there was there was sort of like a social establishment. There was an economic establishment. There was a uh-huh. establishment. But most of it was corporate, uh, big institutional corporate, you know. Uh, there, yeah. was, there was no entrepreneurial uh, society. Right. That's it what it is old, definitely now. And it was old, old, well-established technology that the yeah. economy was using, you know, you know, and everything like that. And it was, I remember walking Bay Street, Bay and Charles Street. There was a restaurant right on the corner there. It was called La Scala. I don't know if you, it was still there when you were. You know, in your in the eighties or anything, and La Scala was one of the power restaurants in the city of Toronto. Another one was Winston's, was down on Adelaide Street, and Winston's mm-hmm. was the Bay Street power restaurant, and La Scala was the political power restaurant. So okay. I so I walked by one night, and there were six limousines parked out, black limousines each having a driver standing by the door in uniform. And, uh-huh. uh, and I just, you know, I walked up and I said, uh, what's this for? That's all that he says. Oh, the premier is here with his cabinet ministers. Oh, okay. And I, <laughs> can you imagine in 2021, this being seen on the streets anywhere and, you know, the government leaders 
you know, who are all dressed up in suits and that, and they have chauffeur drivers. You know, and these weren't Chevys. These were, you know, these right. Were, yeah, these were Lincolns. They were Lincoln, yeah. Lincoln Town Cars or whatever the version was. Or they were yeah, what year was that? What? This would be 70, uh, probably 72. Yes. Yeah, well, that's interesting. The way you're describing, that was when there was an elegance and a thing about, you know, being a, a politician, being revered kind of thing, right? It was way before the, I mean, it's, it's like now the, just the baseline respect for politicians is removed, down. I think. It's it's down. <laughs> Down, let's say, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say it's. Fair. I mean, I, they I, chant I, about them at football games and stuff. But that's, yeah. They do that. They do, yeah. Which uh, yeah. show shows their fondness for the person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was just so struck by it, you know, reflecting back. So this is nearly fifty years ago for me. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, if, if, any group of politicians got photographed or videoed today doing that with the most expensive restaurant, it, it would be it would be embarrassing to them. It'd yeah, be humiliating uh, it's the funniest. It, they'd be canceled. It would be outraged. Yeah, they'd be right? canceled. Be, they'd be canceled. Yeah, by it. yeah, yeah. That cat's feast on taxpayer dollars. Yeah, that'd yeah. be the big headline, right? That's it. Yeah. Now this is a. This is another uh, market factor in favor of your ghost kitchens. Yes. Anonymous. Yeah. It's another strong everything looking up on the on the ghost restaurant, ghost kitchen front. Virtual dining is thriving. Everything yeah. about it is up. And I think mm-hmm. that with it are going to come options. I think it's going to come back around to where they'll actually be really healthy option. I think it's going to be easier to, I think doctors and influencers will be able to prescribe healthy menus, you know, that somebody could prepare and and deliver. Nobody's done it yet, but I think that, you know, somebody I, I was suggesting, you know, somebody like JJ Virgin or yeah. somebody, you know, somebody in the main stream could really get out in front of that and lead somebody with those the big flaws. Imagine if you could have JJ cooking your menu, you know, having mm-hmm. JJ approved things. That would be. I don't think we're that far away from that, you know? Well, I, th- I think the big thing, again, that is that there's nobody who's going to dominate this because it's uh, the barriers to entry are so low. Right. You know, the barriers, I mean, you know, I mean, if you have a favorite restaurant and then yeah. switched over that that restaurant that you like so much could be in your home and they'll bring it to you. Yeah. You know, every favorite restaurant would have its own Exclusive marketplace, yes. you know, that just got the, uh, delivered, and that's how Charlie Trotter and I mean Charlie Trotter was a you know a breakthrough revolutionary chef in the 1990s in Chicago, uh-huh. and he never even went to cooking school. He uh, just had a knack for 
putting together great catering food. And he had a catering company while he was going through university. And he developed such a loyal and enthusiastic, expanding client base at a certain point. He said, you know, it's just a natural that I'm going to create a restaurant. And, you know, he filled it up right away with people who he had been feeding for two or three years anyway, you know, and, and, you know, and then he's the one who, the first, he's the pioneer with tasting menus, you know, where you go to the restaurant and there's two different versions of a tasting menu and that's a hundred and, you know, the 1970, I, I went to Charlie Trotter's 1993 and it was $140 and, uh, mm-hmm. and wine was extra. You would pair up wine with seven different courses and it was all delivered to you by very intelligent and very informed waiters who would tell you everything that you were eating and, you know, and, then there was a vegetarian version of it, uh, you know. Yeah, every, everything else. Well, you remember so, our uh, the, the great the Marche was one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, places yeah. in Toronto that just that walk yeah. around your, your passport. But now yeah, it's like you, you've got that Marche, and they'll now. bring it to you. Gone for good as a restaurant. You know, it is gone. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, they're on all the. Wow. They had three of them, and they're shut down. Yeah, they. Yeah. That's a shame. Shut. Yeah, they started off as Movenpick originally. Yeah, right. Movenpick, and then they became Marche. Now they're gone. Yeah. So you know, uh, but it's interesting that, and I think the shift is that the people who are ordering from ghost kitchens are also the people who have connected their home to a worldwide global marketplace through digital business. Yes. And well, I think they're, you do they're a, participating. I, I think you do a matchup. The people who are actually ordering from home are also making the money from home to pay for the home delivery. I get it. 100%. Yeah. They're yeah. citizens of Cloudlandia. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and, but I've just noticing my own responses to it, you know, like I might've been a bit miffed two years ago at the experience last night, but I was just saying, well, oh, this will never happen to me again. I'll never do this again. You know, and right, we you don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. No, I said, this is uh, a bygone age. They're trying to present us with a, something that might have been interesting in a bygone age and it's just not interesting to me anymore. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I went to lunch at one, you know, they're in the Hazelton Hotel. Yes. The day before at lunch. It was great. It was great. You know, that may have very, to be our new place. If, if it, was very pr- yeah. it was very prompt. It was very, you know, yeah. very efficient and everything else. And you know, I had to bring like my... The- yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. How did you like the redesign? They've redone the, apparently, they've redone the whole hotel. Did you notice that or no? I wasn't in the other part of the hotel, so I just oh, okay. went in, you know, right where the restaurant is. The yeah. thing is that they, they have this very stylish 
outside canopies, you know, so mm-hmm. overheated. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, my suspicion is they'll be able to go through the winter with it. And then, yeah. you know, I had to check, you know, you, you have to show them your vaccination proof before you get in. Is and, that right? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. no. This is Ontario. You know, this, this mm-hmm. is the guy. This is a country based on peace, order, and good government team. This mm-hmm. is not life. This is not life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nothing like that. This is, you know. So you know, they you have to show them your vaccination paper. And I said to the guest that I was staying with, I said, "Well, I, they said that I'm a, a member in good standing of the Communist Party, and that I don't have any close relatives in the Gulag, being tortured and." executed in the gulag so i can have lunch with you <laughs> oh my goodness wow uh, yeah yeah that was uh you know but it was, you know it was a nice experience and everything like that you know but they're you know the, the prices may be a little bit more than they were but the service was crisp nice menu you know very efficient service and everything like yeah. that yeah uh, yeah so you know I'm, I miss it. I do miss Toronto. This is the second yeah, we'll year do, in a row. Uh, we'll do wine like, because it's so convenient. I mean, when you come up at your convenience, when you come up, wine, wine is really good. You know, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I love it. They've got great room service, too. That's I was love. Yeah. That's a, one of the things. I had, about, I had way do sliders. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I can taste them now. Yeah. Lego sliders. That was perfect. Yeah, they have a great. Well, that's that. You know, McEwen is the the executive chef there. Was that, was. Oh, he yeah, was. He okay, was. he's got a new one. He went. He went bankrupt. All his restaurants went bankrupt. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, and the guy who ran Buka, you know, Buka was another one. He had about thirteen restaurants. He went bankrupt. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. he was in the program. Okay. He was in the program, actually. He was uh-huh. the first year of coach. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. And yeah. So that, I think that that whole thing, stars, you know, star, restaurant stars, you know, celebrity chefs and everything else, I think that's going to be dimmed down because there isn't an audience there to, uh, sufficiently to appreciate it. Right. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's going to come the other way. It's going to be the big, you know, the, there's not going to be these yeah regional only available here kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really mm-hmm. interesting to be, I mean, it's just be interesting to be uh, an observer when a big shift is happening. But I would say in your case, in my case, both, we haven't had to shift very much. No, it's been shifting in our Towards our preference, you know. Yeah, certainly we've been for shifting. me. Yeah, yeah, we've been shifting continually. And yeah, yeah. It's better to make a hundred comfortable shifts than one. Dan, I had some, a good insight this week. I was introduced to an assessment called Working Genius. Have you seen this one? No, is it good? It's wonderful. Like it's working. It's can I, yeah. uh, can I punch those words into Google and I'll get me yes. working? Yeah, workinggenius.com. So oh, I'm on it. And I'll tell you what. So 
who introduced me to it is James Drage, who you know. Oh, yeah. So this, what's unique about this is it's specifically for team uh, building in terms of like the ideal, you, you need almost like the, the way it's illustrated is the gears in a team have six letters that spell widget. And the idea is that each one of these gears has to be covered, right? Somebody has a, a unique genius for these yep. six things. And so my, my unique genius is for discernment, meaning intuitively knowing what the right thing to do, what the has the best uh, chance of being successful kind of thing, seeing what needs to be done and invention, creating something to meet that uh, goal, which is feels exactly right on for what <clears throat> I, I do, right? Creating that scale ready algorithm. But then there's also, there's other things like that would be sort of tied to follow through and implementing yeah where there are there's one one genius called tenacity which is the strength of taking something all the way to completion like making sure driving something till it's till it's done and mm -hmm. enablement which is building and organizing the team the people who are enrolled mm -hmm. in this to get yeah. them all moving synchronously in the same direction yeah. and yeah. galvanizing is another yeah. strength, which those things are all like, I don't have any of that in me, you know, mm -hmm. but to know that, you know, if you're on a team where all of those bases are covered, like that's a, that's a really winning formula. Yeah. Very yeah. insightful. I loved it. I just did it two days ago. So, it's you just fill it in, pop your credit card in, and you get the report back, right? Ten minutes. That's exactly right. Right. Good. I'm doing it this afternoon. Perfect. Please forward because I'd love to uh, see oh, how over to mine. Yeah, Shannon so Waller's our big investigator, so I'll go through it and do it. And she, because she's the one who brings goes out and investigates and brings in all the new stuff. Yeah. New tools and everything like that. So that she'll she'll love this and I will too. Yeah. Thank you. I just thank think you. it's so great. I mean, yeah, thank you to James because that's really we're going live to uh Genius. So uh you know we'll be there in, in Phoenix. You are gonna go, right. Yeah, yeah we are. And uh yeah. we're going to Canyon Ranch so we're gonna include that and then we're we talked to Joe this week, and so Joe, yeah. we're going out to, you know, we'll have some time out in four or five days that we're there with, nice. uh, with Joe personally. So, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, James had been in coach, I think, for a year or two way back. That's right. Uh -huh. And then I, I reconnected with him because he was in 100K. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's where you did too. That's exactly right. Yep. Okay. All right. Always exciting, Dan. Thank you. Have a yep. great week.